1: And here we draw on my conversations with experts on 9 to Noon to help you navigate family life. Uh, What is tongue tie surgery and is it necessary? Speech and language therapist Christian Wright thinks it's being recommended in cases where it isn't needed. He's in the Wellington studio to explain further. Good morning, Christian. Good morning. So straight off the bat, what is tongue tie surgery?
0: um, Well, so essentially tongue tie in the first instance, um, it's something for uh, newborns that's present from birth. So the tongue what essentially what happens is the tongue and the floor of the mouth are fused together in the womb. And as the child grows during the pregnancy, the tongue separates from the floor of the mouth. And what it does is, as it separates, it leaves behind a little cord or that little thing underneath, underneath your tongue. Underneath your yeah. tongue.
1: You can all do it now, people. If you sort of roll your tongue up and look in the mirror, there's that. I'm looking at Christians, yeah. and it's a beautiful, beautiful set of teeth. <laughs> Thank in you very much. Well. But it's like a little, you call it a cord, a little, yeah, little it's attachment. it's like a little cord. They yeah.
0: call it, the technical name is the lingual frenulum, but um, we're not going to use that word today. We're just going to call it the little cord. Um, so it's that little white thing, little white cord underneath your tongue. And so, essentially, as the tongue and the floor of the mouth separate, that's left behind, because it helps to stabilise the base of the tongue. It's not supposed to limit the movement no, of the tongue but tip. But it
1: keeps it attached to the uh-huh. floor. Yeah, it does. However, in infants, is that uh, is it the case that that separation hasn't happened, yep. or does it does it happen sometimes, um, like in the first few months, rather than right like from birth?
0: So typically, what would happen is that the tongue tie occurs when that little cord underneath. Uh, has attached itself to the tongue in such a way that it's limiting that movement. So it can attach itself anteriorly, like too far to the front, so it's affecting the tip of the tongue. And and then you can have a posterior tongue tie, which is further back and underneath, which is a lot harder to see. That roots the tongue to the floor of the mouth.
1: Does someone grow out of that, or have you got that for life and you learn to live with Um,
0: it? And there is actually some evidence to show that when it's not in its severe form, uh, mild-moderate, um, as the children age because in the first four or five years the oral cavity itself grows so much and so does the tongue and the tongue changes shape and it becomes and it gets um, used it, it does and it becomes um, uh, it grows becomes narrower at the tip um, and then that frenulum begins to recede and stretch and in some cases can even rupture um, when there's a mild to moderate issue there when it's not severe so when it's not been recognised early on at birth Um So often parents know their child has a tongue tie because the child, um, when they cry as a baby, the characteristic feature is it looks like a little heart inside their mouth because that little frenulum, that little cord is pulling the tip back. Right. So it creates like a heart shape in the tip also called the serpent tongue, which isn't so lovely. Um, So essentially they'll see it, and um, that for many parents obviously becomes a cause for concern. Is this going to affect my child is the first question. But um, in severe cases, many parents become aware that it's affecting them because of breastfeeding.
1: So this is one of the issues that we are seeing the operation recommended, is if it is interfering with breastfeeding. And how so? Just the ability to latch on?
0: Yeah, the ability to latch on and to generate what they call the negative pressure, that is the tongue interacts with the breast and basically causes the milk to be released. To and then the tongue action, which is pumping against the breast, um, isn't working properly. So that basically the child is being highly unsuccessful. But, And we will get onto to the um, a little bit later about the surgery itself, but I think the thing I'd say from the outset is... Um, So from my perspective as a speech and language therapist, I'm mostly interested in tongue tie and its interaction with speech. But then um, in preparing for today, (laughs) I unearthed. A horrible controversy (laughs) around tongue tie and whether surgery should or should not be done. Um, Something that, to be really honest, I wasn't very aware of.
1: Was it pertaining to breastfeeding or pertaining more generally?
0: Um, Pertaining mostly to the the, the newborns and the breastfeeding. And and there are some who say that we're becoming too gung-ho. People are jumping in and snipping straight away. Um, and others who say we should take our time and assess more fully um, and and make decisions as to whether this um, particular procedure is even required because any surgery carries a risk. Um, you're cutting into the human body, so there's issues with bleeding. Um, there are obvious issues that some children in some cases can have oral aversions. Um, that's not as common, but that can happen. There was a case a while ago, actually, of um, a, a baby that had it snipped, and the person who snipped it snipped it too close to the base of the tongue and actually damaged some of the structures and snipped into an artery underneath the tongue. So um, then it brings up the issue there of who's doing the snipping, what their experience is, what their training is, um, what um, the the setting is that they're doing it in, what tools are they using. Um, What
1: circumstances is it? I know you don't want to go there now, Mm. but in most circumstances now, can GPs do this or does it go to a special There are lots of people who do it. That's the thing. So you've
0: got some GPs who do it, oral surgeons, ENTs, dentists um, who laser it, Um, midwives who can do it, who have had um, the appropriate training and experience. Right. Um, I saw a a statement from the College of Midwives that talked about that being part of their scope of practice, um, particularly for those who are experienced in it. Um, So it's certainly not outside their scope.
1: So without wanting to get ourselves too deep into a controversy, because these can become quite intense, the Mm. other sides of the argument were what? That if it is fundamentally interfering with the ability to breastfeed, then is that essentially the other side Yeah, that's essentially,
0: yeah. But the thing is then, as... um, there was a really great comment made by a paediatrician in Auckland who said, "Too many people focus just on the tongue, and actually, it's not just about the tongue and its ability to elevate um, and its range of movement. There are factors like the shape of the palate, um, and essentially, you're starting to get beyond the tongue and looking at the wider picture of the the, the um, tongue's interaction with." the um, structures inside the mouth, you see. So, because there are some children who have tongue-tie that um, uh, may not need it to be snipped because actually they, with some practice, they could um, habituate, learn to breastfeed more successfully with a bit more time. But, of course, this comes back to um, the emotive aspect of it too. Well,
1: also what can happen in breastfeeding is a a negative experience both for mother and baby can become become a thing in itself and so I'm wondering if what's happened is if people are identifying tongue tie it's like instead of waiting yeah until everybody's emotionally struggling yeah um then this makes sense
0: it does and I think look as a parent myself you know those early days with a newborn the last thing you need is a child that's not feeding and you are not sleeping Um, So I have a lot of empathy and understanding for parents reaching for things to help.
1: In some instances also, did you see that rather than it being the first few days, it was perhaps after a few months of someone, if a mother is deeply fatigued, getting no sleep and and there are breastfeeding struggles, perhaps because baby is needing to feed often because feeding is not optimal. Mm. Is that in some circumstances when it's explored at that point? Yeah,
0: that's right. And that's right. And I think the thing that... um, uh, probably sits us in the middle of the fence is that we don't just leap straight to cutting it, yeah. that there is a discussion and there are assessment tools that are used um, to try and determine the extent of the issue. There's the obvious examination of the tongue itself and then looking at what strategies have been tried, um, looking at the the woman's breast, um, as I said, the palate, Um, the interaction, the movement of the tongue. There's so many features that go into it that we don't just leap straight to snipping.
1: All right. So what other issues? Breastfeeding, obviously, um, and is that the circumstance, the the controversy in which you uncovered, is that the circumstance in which it is being recommended most often rather than other issues?
0: Yeah, that's right. So the majority of tongue ties would be snipped in those first few months. That's right.
1: So what other issues can it cause... um, that can either be mitigated or might, want you to, might might make you think about whether you want yeah. surgery.
0: So um, <clears throat> getting past that newborn stage, we've got our um, preschoolers and then our older school-age kids where I myself have treated them and they come in and as part of your assessment, you do an oral exam where you look at things like their tongue, get them to poke their tongue out. And lo and behold, they poke their tongue out and you see the little heart shape on the end. And for some of these children, they can have issues with, um, they haven't had issues with breastfeeding, but they're having issues with clearing food from their mouth, um, which leads to dental issues. So they're having food left over, which is decaying. Clark. Yeah. Um Other issues would be bad breath, funnily enough. Um, kissing was one of the things that's been listed. But I, I mean, who's using their tongue in the preschooler or school-age kid for that? But anyway. Well, um, I could name one or two. Yeah. But
1: so if- <laughs> they 've probably they 've probably gone on to worse troubles in old age, but, um, but anyway, but is that more referring more to teenage. down the track exactly here yeah.
0: a teenage population, yeah. but again, in my experience i can 't say i 've ever met a teenager with a tongue tie issue that has significantly affected that, um, but that 's just my own experience, but also appearance, I think appearance is actually a very key one um, that some parents notice that when the child is poking their tongue out or trying to lick an ice cream and those kinds of things, they see it. And they have concerns that maybe the child's been teased about it um, or the child's just aware of it. So these are some of the functional issues that can go alongside it that can mean that um, many times parents might start to consider then if they need to snip it. But the point there is, as I said earlier on, in that first four to five years, of there's so much growth in the tongue that in many cases, as the child gets older, many of those restrictions do diminish over time so it's not necessarily something that needs to be, again a surgical intervention isn't really required but obviously from my perspective as a speech language um, therapist we uh, obviously are interested in the common belief that tongue tie can affect speech and that's a belief that's widely held in fact there was a study they did in 2004 in Australia and they found 65% of Australian surgeons regarded poor speech as an indication for surgery and um, in actual fact, the evidence base for tongue-tie leading to speech issues is really poor. Um, there isn't much of an evidence base at all. And clinically speaking, many experienced um, speech therapists have worked with tongue-tie in the clinic would, 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 would say, that they are able to perform speech sound therapy very successfully without tongue tie um, becoming a major issue. I myself have done it um, a lot. I've had quite a few children turn up who have a tongue tie of varying degrees, mild, moderate, and we've successfully treated many of the sounds that can be impacted by a tongue tie. So, some of those sounds being T's, D's, N, S, Z, L, R, and TH. So, those are tongue sounds where your tongue tip has to elevate or poke out between the teeth. So, all of those sounds I find you can usually have a lot of success with, even with the restricted tongue movement, except, interestingly enough, L and TH. Those are really tricky. So for those two particular sounds, those are ones that are often quite telling for me when I'm doing an assessment. Uh, I'll get a sense there if the child's having major trouble with L and TH. We might start to revisit then.
1: Is that because the whatever movement is required to achieve those sounds, it, does it indicate it's probably quite a severe... Yeah, that it's actually yeah. restricting their yeah.
0: speech and that... Um, Because of those two sounds, I find some kids who just cannot elevate their tongue high enough to get a a decent-sounding L. Um, L, you really do want to get your tongue as high as you can up behind your top teeth.
1: How do you discern as a professional between... The, the sound, the learning of how to make the sound hasn't gone correctly, perhaps inhibited by the physical, and the fact the physical is actually the restraint. Are you able yeah. to do that? Yeah, you can. Just because, from experience.
0: Yeah, you can. So sometimes if I can't get them to get their L off their, the back of their um, of the gum ridge just behind their top teeth, um, then I'll get it, them to try and set it just off their, the bottom edge of their top teeth. Um, but then I've met a few children who just cannot reach there either. So Although, functionally speaking, the tongue tie hasn't been causing any other issues, they aren't able to get a proper L, and it doesn't sound very good, they can't reach it, Um, they aren't able to, um, basically they're so frustrated with the therapy that I've had one case where the child went and had it lasered, Um, that was done by a dentist, and there are many dental practices that offer it and that released it, and then we were able to get it relatively successfully and quickly.
1: What should parents look for in suspecting that this might be an issue? I think what you've said to us is this is an area where probably you're rushing to to surgery too quickly often, and that for the most part um, assistance could, could, could achieve the result. But to even ask the question, what will the hints be? We often talk about children having problems with particular sounds so Mm. what are the biggest suspects again if this might be an issue?
0: Um, The one that I usually look for is just range of movement and just seeing um, is their tongue particularly able to elevate to go up Yeah, that's a big one, up and out although we don't make many sounds with our tongue out apart from TH Um, but those are two key ones for me. And so when I see that, and if I just gently lift their tongue, and you can see, because what happens is that little frenulum underneath, it becomes very taut, very white, and the tongue tip becomes very pulled back, very heart-shaped. So that's quite concerning then. And um, usually I get a sense then, oh, this could actually be an issue for this particular child. But I must stress that the majority of cases with tongue-tie, it's just not an issue. We work around it.
1: Yeah. Now, one emailer, uh, this procedure was a lifesaver for me and likely my wee girl. My baby had severe tongue tie, mm. right to the tip of her tongue. Yep. Has a little love heart tongue tip, as you described. Mm. She had it released at 10 days old uh, because breastfeeding was so painful and difficult for yep. us and I desperately wanted to give her this great start to life. The procedure was quick and effective. The issues with breastfeeding resolved immediately. Again, as you said, an extreme case um, um, as opposed to some of the debate you've been reading about, yeah. which is perhaps cases where something else may resolve. Um, the emailer goes on to say, she's just recently also been diagnosed with a labial frenulum. Could you please ask your guest if this affects speech and language development? No. The lips, I This presume. is the lip, yeah. yeah.
0: No, it doesn't. Because if you think about it, um, in most cases, if the child can bring their lips together, that's about as much as you're going to yeah. need to do. The actual movement that's required for speech, tongue and lip, is very minimal. It's not very much. Very little strength, very little movement is required. Because you can... Um, at rest, if the child's lips are touching at rest, then they'll be able to make p's b's and m's um There is the odd case I've only seen one in twenty years that I've done this that the top lip was actually receded and was exposing the top teeth.
1: So this is where the little cord is mm-hmm. under. We're yep. going in there again, aren't we? Is actually, oh, I can feel it now. It's yep. under the lip and attaches to um, the gum. Yeah,
0: uh, it's a atta- that's correct. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, and in that particular case, um, the cord had attached in a sense, grown too far down onto the right. lip, and it had a pulling. It was just at rest, was pulling. Yeah. Um. So that was something that got investigated. But for
1: most people, it will not affect speech.
0: No, it doesn't. That's exactly right.
1: Thank you, Christian, very much. As always, speech and language therapist, Christian Wright. Here's a cool fact.
0: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig.